Are you, Are you ready? ready? Let's go! Don't you sometimes just want to talk about everything? You know, there's days when you can just talk, 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 about anything. Need to sit back and chat about nothing at all? Nothing but Julie. Coming at you with fun and creative topics and interviews. Did you hear Julie's podcast? She's got the greatest topic. I did. I love it. Come join the chat about everything, anything, and nothing. So unwind and tune in to Nothing But Julie. Great topics and cool interviews. With some pretty awesome people. And now, without further delay, here's Nothing But Julie. Well, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. I am Julie Schrager, your host of Nothing But Julie. And happy hump day to you guys. Happy Wednesday. So I have a story for you. Uh, <clears throat> uh, over 25 years ago, I became pregnant with my son. <clears throat> and I had found out about 10 days after the passing of my grandmother and uh, she was sick she had cancer uh, and I didn't get to see her in her last days uh, she didn't want me to see her in in the way that she kind of had started to look um, and I remember coming home from work and my sister was standing outside my house to deliver me the very sad news. <clears throat> we went to Florida uh, and uh, we were with my parents and uh, attended the funeral and I was extraordinarily upset. I was close with my grandmother to begin with, but but to be as, um, as sad and <clears throat> almost out of control emotions was... was not how I normally am. I was extremely upset, uh, yes, because uh, of the death of my grandmother, but it was a little odd <clears throat> that I was feeling uh, such a, a state of raw and complete emotion. And so my sister had said to me, have you taken a pregnancy test? And I had said, no, not recently. And she said, well, you're trying, aren't you? And I said, well, just recently, but I really honestly haven't thought about it. At that time, I was only maybe a day or two late with my period, so I wasn't really thinking about it. Fast forward um, about 10 days, and she calls me up, and she's like, have you taken a pregnancy test? Did you get your period yet? And I was like, well, did you get your period yet? Did you take a pregnancy test? No, no, no. And then I started thinking, all right, I am 10 days late. I am trying. How could it? happened so quickly for me. Well, guess what? I was pregnant. I found out from my doctor pretty much the exact day that I conceived. And it happened to be on the day that my grandmother passed away. Is that fate? Coincidence? What is it? What do you call it? And so for my it, it, son's entire 25 years of life and for the last 25 years of my life I believe that my grandmother left her body her soul left her body 
she left this world so I could create life. And I truly believed in it. And so it started making me believe more and more about fate. Shortly after I had my son, maybe, maybe a week, 10 days after, I was in my bedroom. I was nursing him. It was a beautiful June day in New York. I had my windows open, did not need air conditioning yet. And all of a sudden, I felt this this very frigid uh, air. <coughs> Excuse me. It came in. And just as soon as it came in, it left. And I remember saying, Grandma, almost as though she had appeared to see her, her great-grandson. Um, and then she could be at peace. And I, I know it sounds a little silly. I know. But sometimes you have to believe that there are th- things like a higher power that can maybe get you through those, those hard times. For me, to find out that I had conceived on the day my grandmother passed away, that that was it. I became an immediate believer that there's <clears throat> not as many coincidences in this world as there is fate. So I wanted to start off my podcast by, by giving you this little snippet of, of my life. Now, have other things in my life transpired that are, are pretty much uh, fate? Yes. But I decided to do some research and look up maybe what others have gone through and <clears throat> to decide for myself if, in fact, these things are fate. And all it's done through this research is make me believe that there really is some higher being or higher power uh, other than us. And that, that there's something out there that uh, is something we can't control that kind of merges our lives together. So... This was, this was really cool research to do. I was on uh, gosocial.co, great website, and it was a very heartwarming story. Um, there was a nurse who discovered that her doctor, um, a, a colleague doctor, was actually one of the premature babies who she cared for 28 years ago. Coincidence or fate? She actually cared for this doctor colleague when he was a premature baby that to me is not a coincidence you know that to me is uh there's fate now there's another story there was this dog owner who was shopping and came across in while she was shopping her dog's doppelganger i mean this this was an 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 actual you know, almost reincarnation of her dog. And here's the thing. Both of these dogs, exact same dog, though they were both missing an eye. An eye, the exact same eye, a right eye. They're King Charles Spaniels. And the question is, is that fate or just coincidence? What do you think? I don't know. There's another story about this husband and wife that were in the same photo 
seven years before they met. They show this, <laughs> they show this, this old photo um, where there's like a bit of a twist. <clears throat> As it turned out, in the picture, there's this guy that's on the left side. And they just happened to take this picture and he just happened to be there. And seven years ago, they got married, but it wasn't because of the picture. They just went their own separate ways. And then this picture was shown to the husband. And he's like, that's me. <laughs> Again, is it a coincidence or is it fate? I don't know. Uh, some of these things add up. Some of them don't. Um, it's just, I think that in the world we live in, <clears throat> we definitely need to have some form of, of, uh, I think belief in like a higher power, whether it's God or it's fate or it's destiny, you know, you just, you just can't find, uh, fight fate. I think that when something happens, it's so easy to just walk away and go, oh, what a coincidence. But <clears throat> what is the main difference between fate or coincidence? I mean, do you believe that everything, do you believe in fate or do you believe that everything is a consequence? See, I believe that the higher power, there's got to be something greater than us, put everything in our life there for a reason and that it's not a coincidence, that it is pure fate. I don't know, maybe this higher power put fate in our path. And ultimately, it's our decision to decide what exactly it is in, in our own world. I, I think that there's always a way for two things to coexist. But I also think that you're supposed to kind of make a decision on what you think it is. I mean, there's like certain decisions in our life that we all have to make. And what really is the difference between a coincidence and fate? I don't think that there's a huge difference except how you might define it yourself. So if you're defining a coincidence as something that, wow, you know, this just happened and, and it's just, it's so, it's just such, it's something that just, I can't believe actually happened, uh, then I guess you could call that a coincidence. But on the same, like if you flip the coin over to me, it could also, I think, be fate. So if you, let's say, decide that you're going to go to college or you're going to chase a dream that or take a, a certain job opportunity, um, yeah, that's pretty common for all of us. But if we kept doing the same thing, um, hanging out with the same people, being in the same environment, having the same mindset, then there's not going to be too many coincidences or fate because you're kind of making things the way you want to make them. But maybe that is how fate occurs. I mean, fate pretty much means that you're destined, right, for something. So... There are certain experiences that I think are bound to happen. So to me, I believe that fate <clears throat> has a bit of a double meaning. I think that if you can take a terrible thing that happens in your life and you can turn it into maybe a life lesson that changes your entire life for into a positive one, well, then that could be interpreted as fate. 
But at the same time, something terrible can happen to someone and they do nothing. And then it's not fate. That's kind of a, a fork in the road kind of thing. Um, it, it's like make making a decision to not change whatever circumstances or consciously or subconsciously. Um, I don't think that everything is fate. I definitely don't believe everything is fate. Like horrible, horrible things like like someone uh, getting kidnapped or molested. Um, I don't, I will, I will pick and choose what I think is fate and what's not fate. And to me, I don't think that there is a higher power that would put something like that on someone's plate and say, Hey, chalk it up to a life lesson. Um, but coincidence is, it, it's, it's such a, a, a word of innocence that we only think about those like out of the blue moments. Like, I can't believe that that happened. What a coincidence. So I, I believe that life is what we make of it. And we actually can master our own fate. I do believe that we can master our own fate. So how do we do it? Well, I, like I said earlier, it's being the master of, of your own um, universe. And so let's say you believe in fate. Well, then how do you accept it? How can you say, well, this is fate and I guess I have to accept it in the best way I can. How do you do that? I know that Nietzsche, um, who I love, um, <clears throat> he actually coined the term. Uh, it's a Latin term, amor fati. I hope I'm saying that right. That means that for years I haven't been saying it correctly. Um, but it, it dates back much, much, much more further than, than him bringing that up. Um, back to the Stoics. And it, it, to me, if you read Nietzsche, it's, he's very profound. Um, and it, it kind of makes you really think about what fate is. Um, and there's something called the dichotomy of control, <laughs> which is uh, from back in, you know, with the Stoics. Um, believing that the things that are within our control are desire, our own actions, opinion, and pursuit. But the things that are not within our control are body, reputation, and whatever are not our own actions. So I know that <clears throat> I'm not making a whole lot of sense here. So let me kind of try and, and make more sense. Fate is, is not something that is within our control, like I said earlier, because it encompasses pieces of our life for which we only have partial control over. Does that make a little more sense to you? Um, I, I'm trying to better explain myself. So it is, it is not something that's within our control. Fate. Um, because it encompasses aspects of our life that we only have partial control over. Not being within our control. So there's this person, name is Marcus, uh, who, who was part of the Stoics. He knew that he had his own control 
over his own actions um, and little control over the world itself and others' actions. So he was able to kind of put himself in the position <clears throat> to his advantage um, in his situation. And he wrote in two books of meditation and he wrote, and I quote, it's time now to realize the nature of the universe to which you belong and of that controlling power whose offspring you are and to understand that your time has a limit set to it. Use it then to advance your enlightenment or it will be gone and never in your own and never in your power again. So he basically reminded himself of, of the power he had within himself and that his time on earth is limited. And regardless of what he did or what he pursued, he is part of a much larger picture that he doesn't have full control over. Fate. So how do we accept our fate? I mean, it, it, it's, I think that in times of very, very long, 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 long ago, it, it was crucial <clears throat> during those times for people to accept fate back then. Um, I think that in order to accept fate, you basically have to let go of the life that you have and, and accept what is coming your way. Know that there's a reason for why it happened and embrace it and encourage it and then, and then add it into your life. Because if you don't, did you ever watch Benjamin, Benjamin Button? I know there's a longer title to that movie, but um, at a certain point of the movie, he talks about fate and how the woman he had loved practically his whole life uh, and eventually married and had a child with, how she got into a horrible accident that stopped her from dancing. And she was a big time, you know, dancer. Uh, and he had said, from the very beginning of the morning of the day, that if one thing from the very beginning of the day happened maybe one or two seconds earlier or one or two seconds later, that would have changed the fate of the woman that he loved getting hit by a car. And that is fate. Things that you can change or can't change. I think it's really important to... Oh, I don't know. Try and accept it uh, as best you can. Um, instead of saying, oh, what a coincidence all the time. I don't think that life is made up of coincidences. I've definitely used that term and used the term fate. And I, I, it's just a kind of a feeling that when something happens, um, you know, how do I how do I assess and, and decide what is what? So I, I think that it's really dependent on how you look at things and how you can accept things. If you want to accept your, and I, there's so many different ways of discussing this, accepting your fate just means to agree to what will inevitably happen in the future. Um, but did you ever have something happen in your life where you've said, oh my God, this is fate. 
and then backtrack to what might have led you to that point. I think that life uh, has ups and downs. And it's not easy to... We live in a, in, a, in a scary world and we only have one life to live. And I don't think that any of us do it 100% right. And even though life could be scary, it really doesn't need to be. There's a fear that we have about the future. And, and fate can sometimes, I think, cause stress, sometimes depression. And for me, I look at fate as, as like a doorway to enlightenment. Um, and I have definitely opened myself up to fate and everything that it brings. And I'm kind of in that flow and being able to live a more peaceful life because I've accepted it. Like when things happen to me now, I'm just like, Oh, I wonder, I wonder what this is going to bring. And I, I promise you that is exactly how I am. Now I'm just more like, I wonder why this is happening. I know there has to be a reason. And at some point in my life, whether now or in the future, I'm going to find out why this is happening. I think that um, it's very important to kind of embrace all of the things um, that happen to you, whether you believe it's a coincidence or it's fate. There's no right or wrong. Um, I think that when you start a journey on fate and why it's why it's so important to sometimes accept fate of, of the things you can't control, I think it's very, very important because I've I've always been the girl giving advice to people. I'm certainly not saying that I know everything, but I have for some reason been the go-to person when it comes to um, advice and or words of wisdom or whatever it kind of is. I always love, um, you know, gratifying people. I like giving gifts to people, unique kinds of gifts that pertain to their lives. And it, it to me, it's very self-gratifying. I know that I have the power to make people happy. Um, and if I can do that, then that's something that I can continue to do. But but what happens when you realize that maybe, or I realize that maybe the advice I might have given was wrong and that maybe I just sealed somebody's fate? Do I say, well, you didn't have to listen to me and it was, you know, it was your decision to to go with what I said or not? You know, I just... I just don't want to mess with the universe, if that makes any sense to you. So I really feel like a lot of people are, are nervous and scared to accept fate. Let's say there's a job that you interviewed for and you got it and it is the job that you have wanted forever, but you are still so in love with the current job that you have. And I have, I've, I've seen it happen before where there are people that are very happy in their current job, but they have been in it for so long that they need a change, well, whether it's making more money, meeting more people, 
um, um, it changing your role in life with business, whatever it might be. And I've known people to leave behind the job that they loved to move on to something that they knew they would love even more, only to find out that they didn't, only to find out that maybe the company wasn't what they thought it was, and to not be able to now move on. And so what do you do with that? What do you do with the decision that you made that didn't go your way? See, now I look at that as fate. It's fate that you chose another job over the one that you loved because you didn't go with your gut and therefore you are in a bad position that you are. To me, it's all about fate. Have you, have you ever heard about like some freakish twists of fate that like changed history like forever? I was reading this article um, about a woman's death that changed the way people communicated. Um, Excuse me. So, you know, Morse code, right? So Samuel Morse, uh, he didn't invent the telegraph, but he improved it. And before he came along, um, this particular device was very impractical. It needed like 25 wires to work. So Morse cut it down to one. And he was stringing up wires across the United States and the telegraph was reaching now across the ocean. So Lincoln, President Lincoln, could get immediate updates um, with regard to the Civil War battles. But the system was built on the death of a woman. I don't know if you knew this, but, excuse me, before Morse changed the world, he was a painter and he was hired to paint a portrait of Lafayette and he went to DC to meet with a revolutionary uh, hero Um, as he worked on this portrait um, there was a message that he received that said your dear wife is convalescent so Moore stopped everything he was doing went back to Connecticut and by the time he got back his wife was already buried And so he began to lament that he could have gotten to his wife's side to say goodbye. And yeah, that's what happened. He thought, how can I send a message that can get, you know, across the sea faster? And so about 20 years later, he sent his first telegraphic message to, um, from Baltimore to Washington. So what is that a coincidence or is that fate? What about Lincoln's bodyguard that got him killed? <clears throat> it's bare, this is, it's a cool story. Okay, so before the Secret Service started protecting the president, which was, I think, in the early 1900s, um, it was a, a, a tricky issue, especially when it came to Lincoln, because he didn't really care about bodyguards. But nevertheless, um, the U.S. Marshal insisted that Lincoln... Um, is followed around by him, the U.S. Marshal. So this guy's a big man, carried a knife, and had some pistols, and he was also Lincoln's personal friend. And he did everything he could to keep Lincoln safe. So he wasn't the only defender. Apparently, there was a a four-man team uh, that kept the president safe. 
And one of these officers apparently had a lengthy record of infractions. And he was the one tasked with watching Lincoln at the Ford Theater in 1865 on April 14th. However, instead of him guarding the president, he left his post so he could get a better view of the play. And he then decided to get a drink at a nearby saloon. So he was not at the theater that night and Lincoln sent his bodyguard on a mission the day before. So no one was there to protect him. So when John Wilkes Booth showed up, president was totally exposed. And this man who was supposed to be there, he said that he believed that if he was in the city, that it would not have happened. So coincidence or fate? I do get curious about, you know, certain acts. Like, what about the storms that saved Japan? Do you know about this? So this was way back in the 13th century when none of us were even uh, a thought. And um, this was, okay, let's see. It says, and I am reading this, Genghis Khan and his horsemen, the Mongols, created the largest contiguous empire in history. And after Genghis Khan kicked the bucket, the Mongols kept on conquering. And I'm trying to summarize this. So the Mongols sailed across the Korea Strait, but they met with samurai resistance at the the Battle of Benai. And so they needed to reformulate their game. And so the Mongols returned to their ship. And that is when weather got involved. There was a massive typhoon that ripped across Japan. And it destroyed one third of the Mongol fleet and forced invaders to turn around. But Kuba Khan wasn't one to give up easily. And so the Mongols returned for round two. And they attacked Japan with over 4,000 ships and about 140,000 men. And they captured an island called Iki or Aiki Island. And then the Mongols sailed towards another place, which is like the southernmost part of J- uh, the Japan Islands. And the Mongols didn't get a chance to avenge their loss because another typhoon showed up and ravaged the area that they were in and literally killed all of these people. So uh, Kuba Khan returned to Japan alone. He survived. Over time, these typhoons became a part of Japanese lore, and it was said that the emperor summoned the storms himself. And because many believe these storms were supernatural, the typhoons were called kamikazes, which is, you know, a word that means divine wind. But yet that word later was used to describe Japanese pilots who crashed their planes into enemy ships during World War II. Except there's no divine wind that would save them. What do you think about these things? Do you think that these things are fate? These things that just happen? Do you think that it's fate? Do you think that it's coincidence? What is your definition of fate versus coincidence? It's not, it's not, if you are asked that direct question, can you really answer it? Julie, what's the difference between fate and coincidence? All of a sudden you're like, uh... For me, fate is just a higher power that 
kind of enters your your soul and there's nothing that you can do about it it is just something that that um was brought on by a higher power where I believe a coincidence is something that just kind of happened out of the blue it had nothing to do with like a higher power that's kind of how I look at it but I do believe in fate more than I believe in coincidence but I do believe in coincidences but I'm going to leave it up to you guys to decide what do you think the difference is between fate and coincidence and do you believe in either one do you believe in both has anything ever happened in your life that made you think, wow, this is fate or, oh, what a coincidence. Happy Wednesday.